All right, guys, injuries from the game. Juwan Jennings had his ankle. Um, he'll be day-to-day. Um, same with Sampson, ankle day-to-day. And that was it. Kyle, any, uh, any challenges as you approach this week, not knowing who you play until tonight? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, we, we got the extra day. You know, last week was a short week with the six days, and I was giving the guys off yesterday, not knowing whether we'd play Minnesota or the winner of this game. And since Minnesota lost, now we know we got a normal seven days. So we're just spending this Monday catching up with the film as coaches. Um, coaches are going to catch up with it individually with their players. And tomorrow will be a Tuesday, and we'll just get going on Wednesday. And, and so, do you watch watch the game tonight from the perspective of Wait, what's that, Matt? I was just asking, do you watch the game tonight? Just the TV copy from a you know what kind of perspective does that give you, or do you just wait until the the coach's film comes in? Um, no, we'll, we'll get ahead today. So, I mean, we'll be watching a lot of film on both Dallas um, and Tampa. And by the time it gets to then, we probably have watched enough on both teams to where now we're just waiting to the end of that game. So I'll probably just sit back and relax tonight when that starts and um, watch just a TV copy like a normal person. And after it, probably get to work a little bit before we start on Tuesday. Uh, I Obviously, the way Brock played in the regular season, it was a really uh, high bar. Um, so, bearing that in mind, you know, his probably his first half against the Seahawks may have been his, you know, if you want to say worst. Um, and I know there's never any one thing that you could point to, but was there a theme or some things that were going on with, with some of his misses um, in the first two quarters? Um, I mean... Yeah, yeah, there was a couple open guys that he just missed, and so I know when that happens, it sticks out um, as to not playing well because um, there, there are plays that he should have made. Um, but all the other plays, he did play well. So when you just have a couple misses, um, you, you really don't want to panic. I mean, Brock's an accurate thrower. He's been doing that all year and playing well. He just he missed a few, and I don't think there's really, really much of an explanation for it. Just we had to settle down a little bit and give him a few more opportunities, and he got those in the second half and um, was pretty lethal with them. Well, but I saw that D'Amico has, uh, I think, four meetings with teams this week. I know you've been through a similar process uh, in the past, but, but how much is going to be on his plate, and how do you kind of advise your staff members to, to allot their time in, in such a busy week with, with job opportunities as well? Um, I mean, I think my advice is you just got to gotta set that aside and to specific times that you are going to deal with it. It was very easy for me because – um, at that time when we had the two seed, we had a bye week. So I was able to set aside, you know, we got three days off just to, in the building and I was able to set aside two days only um, for those interviews. So I knocked them all out then and everything after that was, there wasn't anything after that. Um, I completely shut it off and went right back to the playoffs. And the difference for D'Amico, it'll be similar to what McDaniel had to go through last year. We don't have that bye week, but I think he has a couple times set aside for Thursday and Friday. Um, which he'll do two interviews, I believe, those two days. Which teams are they with? Um, with Denver and Houston. And then I think he'll plan on the other ones after. Um, so Friday afternoons, we get some time off, so that shouldn't cut into anything. And usually on Thursdays, um, we, we finish a little bit earlier than we do on the other nights in the week, so it's a chance to do that Thursday night. So when you just set the, the time aside for that, and 
it's a lot for D'Amico kind of to prepare for, but I think he is prepared for it. And uh, when you're done with those, you go right back to the most important thing at hand, and, and that's us finding a way to win this Sunday. It, to oh, your knowledge, that, uh, it, it's all five teams that have openings right now this week? Uh, I think I think four have. I think four have put in requests. Um, I think he's got two interviews set up, and I'm sure he'll get those other two set up at some other time in the near future. Come, Brock mentioned after the game that, that, that at halftime you said, pulled them aside or however it happened at halftime, saying that, hey, the opportunities are there, just have to hit them. Was, was that the most pointed you've been maybe with him, whether it's during the game or at halftime? Um, I think I'm pretty consistent with him. I, I think Brock... When you go, uh, Brock Brock has an idea. When Brock sees the tape, he's he's always so honest with himself, and I think we see see it very similar. And I think he trusts that we see stuff when he isn't seeing it. Um, and I think he also knew that. And and so, you know, there's, I think when you go in in the first half and you're averaging eight and a half yards of play, and you've scored on all your three possessions, uh, you just came up short in the red zone on two. I don't think there is much of a panic. I think everyone's like, holy cow, we're getting after the, these guys. We just we got to start scoring touchdowns because we've missed two opportunities. We've only had the ball three times. Um, let's figure out how to finish these. And so I don't think there was much, it wasn't that big of a deal at halftime. It was that first half almost went as good as it could. But if if we don't finish some of these big plays and we just keep getting field goals, then you're going to have to be dependent on them not scoring the rest of the game to try to win. And we don't want to have to be dependent on that. So I think coming out in the first drive of the third quarter, throwing things down a little bit and just going on a good drive that ended with seven, I think that was a huge deal for us, and then it kind of took off from there. Hey, Kyle, how did Charvarius Ward respond after that first half, and how's that going to fuel him this week? Uh, I think it'll fuel him a lot. You know, I mean, he played as good as he could versus DK in that first game, and, I mean, it's hard to do that again. I mean, DK is as good of a player receiver as there is in this league. He is a problem to stop, and... Um, I like that Moody didn't stop. He didn't shy away from it once he got beat on that deep ball. You know, he was playing the back shoulder pretty well, and DK did a hell of a job slowing down and looking back, and he got him. Moody thought it was going to be a back shoulder, and he took his eyes off it to stop that, and then DK slipped down the sidelines on the go route. But I'm, that's going to happen with a good player like that. You hope it doesn't happen too often, and Moody's done a hell of a job with that all year, and I know he'll come back and continue to do that this week. Kyle, you've been using Kyle, knowing elbows. how hard Brock is... Go ahead. Kyle, you've been using Juwan Jennings more as a deep threat um, these past couple weeks. Is that more of a tendency breaker? And then as far as him being a receiver down the field, like what gives you confidence that he can make those plays? Like what makes him a good deep, uh, deep receiver? Uh, he got those deep opportunities because of what he does in the run game. Um, the way John go- Juwan goes after people blocking um, is the reason people react to to try to not get hit by him and go up and stop runs. And if you saw what he did to them in the last game on those looks, um, that's why he got the pass plays off of it. He's um, He was really open because he blocked so well. And that's what he did a good, good job of. Thought that ball wouldn't be as quite far down the field, you know, where it got close to digs. Um, but that's where Brock put it. And it ended up being a perfect spot because Juwan went and got it. And, I mean, Juwan will do anything you ask him to do, and he's a really good player. Kyle, knowing how hard Brock is on himself, when you when you go back and watch and you see the emotion that he had after that touchdown to Elijah and some of the high stepping, is it fun to just watch him also have fun out there? Uh, yes, it's 
Brock tried, Brock knows the situation that he's in. He knows how big of a deal it is, but he also isn't going to make it more than that. Brock loves playing football. You know, he looks that way every time he's out on the field, whether it's us watching him in college or him in practice. He's He's got a competitiveness to him that you can see it in his body language because he is extremely competitive and um, also has a true love for the game, and that comes out when you're successful out there. And um, Some guys show it a little bit more than others, but I think our guys feed off of it too. Uh, what's the process of deciding when, when the squid kick? Uh, are you involved, and what did you think of the one on Saturday? Um, yes, I am involved. I, I didn't like it. Um, the process is when you squib kick it, is to run out more time on the clock. Because um, when you get a touchback and stuff, no time gets taken off. But there's always a risk that they're going to stop it better than you anticipated. And then they did that, so it ended up being a real bad decision, I thought. Um, much rather have kicked it off and just got a touchback and let them play with 13 seconds a little farther back. Because when we did that, I think they ended up getting at the 35, and they just need one mistake by us or one big play by them and they're in field goal range and we made the mistake by getting that personal foul. Kyle, Brock seems to just be completely level-headed and mellow about everything. Uh, does he ever admit that he is nervous or has, has jitters at all? Yeah, I think so. I think when people admit that, it's it sometimes would come out the, the wrong way. I mean, having nerves and jitters isn't about being nervous or not confident or scared. It's man, we are amped up for this stuff, just like the fans are, just like everybody is. I mean, it is a big deal. It is a violent game, and you go out there, and you, you know, we're all revved up and on one. And sometimes um, when it's like that, it's you might um, miss a throw. You might make a bad play call. Some guys jump off sides. I mean, all that stuff happens. So that, that's just part of the game and learning how to play stuff at a high level with such intensity but still not make mistakes. And I do think that's all part of the game. But, yeah, you can – Brock will – say yeah I'm revved up right now and it's it's not about being nervous or anxious it's just about that's what the situation is and um, that's why it's hard for a lot of people that's why a lot of people can be 80% on free throws but then when they get into a real NBA game they can't hit anything so um, that's why some kickers are awesome in practice and then you get into those games and it's it's just different so that happens with everybody and um, the quarterback who's got to take all these hits and sit on the pocket keep his eyes down the field man you better be revved up and revved up in, in, in a mindset for in a physical battle, but also relaxed enough so that you don't overdo anything. So that's the challenge of the position. As the season went on and, and Javon Kinlaw was doing his best to rehab and get back, are, are you pleasantly surprised to be getting out of him what you're getting right now? Yeah, I am. You know, I mean, everyone knows the expectations that were on Kinlaw just with how great of a player he was coming out of college, how good he was for us, and then how the huge setback he had with his injuries. And I really didn't believe he was going to be able to come back at all this year um, just with what he's gone through. And so to be able to get him back and add some depth to our D-line and just honestly watching him and watch him get better at it each week, I think he's really helped us in the run game. He's definitely having an effect in the pass game, and um, we needed that depth coming back, especially with some of the guys we lost with Ridgeway and things like that. Okay, two more guys. Oh, uh, talked about how improved Charles Amenahu is. What have you seen from him, especially through this last couple games? Just his consistency and um, doing his job each and every play. I mean, Charles got such good length, um, and even when he's blocked, he has a way of affecting the quarterback because of the length that he has. And uh, but what he's done, just not only get into the quarterback 
that you guys see with the stats and everything. But it's also important when you don't get to him to not let him out of that pocket and just rush up the field and things like that. And I think he's done a real good job of that here in these last couple of games of still being able to affect the quarterback um, and not just always just trying to rush past the quarterback because he's condensed that pocket. He's affected him. And he had a huge game for us on Saturday. And um, I know he can keep getting better too. So pumped to have him here on our team. And I'm excited to see how this finishes up for him the rest of the year. Oh, I have a, now, yet another Brock Purdy emotion question. Um, but the, there was a deep pass he threw to Ayuk um, in the second quarter. Looks like maybe there was miscommunication. Debo was also open on that. He was like screaming, uh, I guess, in anger or frustration afterwards. I guess two things. What, what did happen on that play? And then when you see guys have talked about, you know, he will, you know, get after people. Did that reveal itself like after he became the starter or was he doing this kind of getting after guys even when he was a backup um i mean he addresses guys when something goes wrong and he's done that since the first time he's gotten in there i mean he hasn't always been in there with the ones and stuff so but whenever a receiver does something then they're on a different page uh, he addresses things and gets it corrected so that's what happened there and um he addressed ba accordingly um on the play all right, guys. Appreciate it. See you on Wednesday. All right, guys. Thanks.